Guys of a Certain Age is brought to you by no one. Absolutely no one. Except these dudes walking down memory lane. Now let's head to the studio to see what they misremember next. It is that time again, that special time of the week when you download Us Guys of a Certain Age, Robbie Koblenz in studio with Jay Reed and our special guest, Jake Jones. Jacob Jones is joining us, which means Art Shirley is not with us. He is out today, so we're giving Art a break from us, or is it, or is it a break for us from Art or Art from us? I think we should just leave that sort of in the ether, just sort of gray and let... People decide. There's, Let art decide which you want to do. There you go. We actually figured out yesterday we were texting back and forth that uh, we that, that Jay's the middle child on the uh, on the podcast, <laughs> which kind of leads to all kinds of psychology, but it really does play out perfectly. And since I'm in my family, too, the other degree is that I'm in my family, I'm the firstborn. But when I come in here, I'm the middle child, and so it's very conflicting. So that means I'm the whining, screaming baby who needs attention all the time, <laughs> right? That's what you said. <laughs> wow. Okay. Well, I hope you guys are doing well. I'm hoping the uh, winter blahs are not getting you as we uh, wander into February as you listen to this. So a uh, little bit special episode today. Um, my Geek of the Week is a little research I did. I don't think anybody else came prepared with the Geek of the Week, so I will sit here and kind of babble for a little bit anyway so um i came really close to canceling my direct tv subscription last week and uh which was kind of interesting because i had been a direct tv member for oh gosh 14 years what do you, what do you do wow. for cable jay right now i've got uh ceasefire from the gigabyte to the home or whatever they call it and Jake, you're a millennial, so well, I typically use HDMI cables, and then uh, see that would have been for the resolution USB episode. USB three, yeah. USB C, yeah, you know, those kind of. But oh, you, you, you mean don't internet. You mean TV cable? Yeah, I you don't have any of that. No, you don't have any cable. He's a millennial. Yeah, so. no, that's I've I've phased out of that a long time ago, and don't miss it at all. So I, you know, as as most folks know who've got Directv, or you may not know, this may be a tip you can use. Uh, you can call up and basically say, hey, I'm looking to move to another service. What's the best deal you can get me? Because cable rates across the board have crept up over the past few years. And it's going to be interesting to see what happens with cable TV packages as streaming packages continue to expand. And so I called in and been with them for 14, 15, 16 years, whatever. And the rep is like, mm, no, there's no promos on your package. And I'm like, Really, I've been with you forever. There's always a promo. That's why I called. That's why I called. <laughs> no, I said, well, you know, process my cancellation. Do you really want to go? It's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I gave you a chance, so let's cancel. Okay, your cancellation date is February, blah, 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 blah. Okay, that's great. So click. And uh, so I start looking at streaming services. And uh, the, th the one that I landed on was YouTube TV, which looked like the best streaming service available now as we record this in February of 2020. It was PlayStation's view service, which went dark actually earlier this month, I hmm. believe. But uh, YouTube TV seems to be the... Uh, Seems to be the the winner in the clubhouse with their streaming packages. What does that bring? What do they have? That so uh, basically, everything that we had on Directv, which includes you know food, BBC America, the ESPNs, the regional sports networks, uh, SEC Network, uh, locals. So we've got our local ABC and Fox, and it's our true local affiliates, not a network uh, feed in, huh. and um, unlimited DVR. 
Uh, you can have six logins, but three simultaneous streams, and it's available on every platform possible, Roku, Apple TV, uh, any of the iOS or Android variants out there, so you can watch it anywhere. Um, 50 bucks a month, no contract, no um, uh, cancel at any point. Huh. Unbelievable. Sounds good. The only thing that was missing, the thing that kept it from being the perfect solution for us, is there's no cooking channel, which Mark the Chef loves watching cooking channel, but there's food and, and HDTV on mm-hmm. all the rest. So it was more like a first tier well, run of no, channels? Or? It, it, was like a, it was like a second tier. It had everything else, mm-hmm. uh, including some stuff that we don't currently have with DirecTV. Uh, and that doesn't include your premiums like HBO and Stars and Cinemax right. and all that. Um, but you know, there's a few others out there. Philo TV and, um, sling has got a couple of things. If you guys may remember back in the day, sling was a box that you had that you, um, you put on your, your receiver at, the, at your house, oh, yeah. your direct TV, and it will record. And then it can stream, uh, over an internet connection. And we now, have a, a family when we lived overseas and their parents had sling oh. at home. And so they could, that's how we got to watch the Super Bowl. Even if it was delayed, because they would record it, and then we could watch it through their sling yeah. on the other side of the world. Well, now sling has got a couple packages. They've got an orange and blue package that, you know, you've got programming, you've got DVRs, and there there are a couple other things. But you know, my geek of the week revelation is right today as we record, it seems to be that YouTube TV is the way to go for a cable cutting huh. package. Now, Directv has Directv now, and there are a couple other things out there. Um, but YouTube TV seems to have that magical mix and at 50 bucks a month, I mean, you really can't, you can't beat Mm-mm. it. So, I mean, are you doing Jay with C Spire? Are you doing the, um, I guess everything C Spire is, is a streaming solution. Now there's, it's all coming in off the, the gig ethernet and you've got an app that you run that. Well, maybe behind the scenes, there's an app I'm running, but for me, I just turn on the TV and it's, it's just like. Any it, other cable. Uh, so is there, as, is there a box that you've hooked into your television? There's the, yeah, uh, DVR. It's, they can't it's see that at home. Jay's making. <laughs> I'm giving you the size. <laughs> yeah. Imagine the size of a. So there's a, there's a bonafide box. There is a box, yes. Yeah. As I understand with C Spire, and C Spire is a regional uh, cell phone carrier that we've got here in the South. They were actually the first regional carrier to carry the iPhone. Uh, which was kind of their their claim to fame. They've got an incredible infrastructure, and uh, they've got gigabit fiber to the house, which is what we've got. In rural Mississippi, I have gig fiber to my house, so eat it, our (laughs) listeners in New York. And it's only 100 bucks a month, and it's awesome. But they've got got a uh, cable offering on top of that. And as I understand with new subscribers, what they do, they give you like a a Fire TV or a Roku or something, and you're running the app. So it's coming over truly over the, 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 it's not a VOIP. I guess it's not voice over IP. It's video IP. Anything, everything's encoded as a data stream over your, your fiber instead of, um, having a, 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 a desktop box that, yeah, that feeds I still out. have a physical box. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. But uh, anyway, so that's my geek of the week to take up this entire segment is if you're looking to cord cut my recommendation which I get no money off of is YouTube TV. So anyway, we have a follow up later. You can tell us how it, how it works. Well, so the follow up is the next day I get a phone call from Direct TV. Okay, and, and they're like, continues. "Why are you leaving us?" 
I needed a deal. So they uh, they came back with a killer deal. And so we're not leaving DirecTV, at least not yet. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, I mean, it came out to be about as cheap as uh, as YouTube TV, which was kind of great. And so I don't have to dump all the stuff off my DVR now, you know, and swap out and yada, yada, yada. So, but uh, anyway, and you can do the same trick with Sirius XM radio. I've done that before and I'm about to do it again. Yeah. Oh, man, I, I hate Sirius X. Every every like car I've bought come came with like a year subscription to Sirius XX, uh, XM. yeah, XM, not XX. That's we have Sirius X. That's a whole uh, different thing, Jake. They, uh, but they all they every time I never want it, and so I never use it. And then they call me, oh, it's about to expire. It's like great, please expire. And then they'll they'll call me, hey, we'll we'll extend the date for you. We'll do whatever. Like they they're just try to keep my business. And I'm I've gotten to the point where when I, they call me, I'm like, do not call me again. <laughs> If you call me again, I will be very angry. They're, but, they're trying anyway. to keep the business that they really don't have from you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I'm not even, I mean, I don't, I never use it. Uh, yeah. So anyway, what's interesting back in the day, um, in the, in the production vehicle van that we've got here at the studio, I had a Sirius XM subscription in it mm-hmm. and, uh, because we do a lot of road trips and it just got to a point. It was interesting to watch as folks transition from listening to the radio on Sirius XM to listening, whatever on their phones. Mm-hmm. And so I cut that subscription, I guess, three years ago. Um, so just the, the prevalence of podcast and Pandora and whatever streaming service you got and so. Spotify, that's really, and Spotify. Uh, and I, you know, tune in, you do Spotify, right? Jake, I don't have like a premium subscription or yeah. anything, but typically if my wife and I are going on a trip, that's what we're, we're listening to. Now, do you have Apple music? <clears throat> uh, no. Mm-mm. Okay. So does but, Spotify, can you listen to like news? Like I, that's one thing I can. use serious mm-hmm. XM for. You can listen to podcasts and stuff. Well, podcasts. Yeah. But like live, news, I don't, like, I don't know oh, if there's a live news. news. I don't know if there's a CNN headline news or Fox news or whatever. And that's one of the things I love about serious XM, which Jake doesn't follow politics at no. all, but you know, POTUS, uh, the politic, the mm-hmm. middle of the road politic, and you get left and right leaning channels. And then you've got current news with, you know, NBC news and, Fox and all that. So you've got the, the entire political spectrum, but I enjoy the talk and all the sports talk as well. Yeah. That's the one thing that probably keep me from giving it up, but I need to talk to him about uh, the plan I've got and I need to, I need to reduce my Keep output. it cheap. Keep it cheap. <laughs> and Jay, Jay is making notes about, uh, <laughs> yeah, I've got a call. I've got a call. Imagine that Jay making notes. Um, so, all right. Well, the reason we've got Jake here is not to, you know, make us feel older because he's so much younger. But we're going to do a guys of a certain age intro to gaming. And so Jake has his own uh, YouTube channel, Chortle Games. He is like a gamer extraordinaire. That's all he does with his life is it seems to be is I would say, play games and gamer shoot video. extraordinaire makes me sound like makes it sound like I'm really good at games. And that is not the impression. Well, I'm well you're to, not bad. That, you know, Pregnant also, pause. let's leave that in the uh, <laughs> ether with art, uh, you know, off in the air somewhere. So. Uh, but yeah, so uh, you text me and you were saying that you guys kind of wanted to talk about kind of where the gaming industry is at this point and kind of like if you were wanting to get back into games. Sure. Like, Robbie, I know you've played some games like the N64. So so my gaming experience goes back to uh, Nintendo, Atari 2600 a little bit, but it really the N64 was, was my addiction there for a while. Mm-hmm. Shadows of the Empire, Banjo-Kazooie. 
um mario kart of course uh what else oh goldeneye oh man goldeneye was so much fun Mm -hmm. and played that machine till it died and then we got a gamecube and then we currently then i bought a playstation 3 and bought some games with the the ps3 Mm -hmm. and we've got a wii it's like okay i'm gonna play these and i never do my kids and everybody else does Mm -hmm. but i just never played them so that's i kind of you know, fell off the gaming wagon around we Now, what what about you, Jay? What's your gaming history? If you go way back, I remember places like Aladdin's Castle, you know, in the mall that I'd go to. And there was an arcade back in the day here in Startville. If you wanted to go on a date and you couldn't drive, there was this one, and none of this exists now, but over there where our Buffalo Wild Wings and that is, there was a theater. That's right. There was a Pizza Hut. That's right. My and there was an pe- arcade in between them. So really, you could just your parents could drop you off. You could do you could eat you know dinner and a movie and so that was kind games. of that was kind of behind the the arcade was that building kind of behind right? Oh, the, all, none of those buildings are there anymore. Well, we I know I know it was but, kind of between the two places and between Pizza Hut and the theater and. And I wish I could see my arms moving here. Yeah. And yeah. it was kind of in between. I know exactly where it is because I yeah. spent a lot of time in that pizza in that theater. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what we used to love is the midnight movies on Friday night for a buck. Oh. We'd go to Mazio's Pizza. I was too young to do that. <laughs> Mazio's Pizza at, uh, um, this is when I was in college, dude, so you weren't too young for that. So, But when I was... Do when I was oh yeah I was you went, past college when you were in college. yeah because you went somewhere else for school <laughs> we won't talk about that so but, but that's uh, most of my experience and there was a place in um, it was a really cool place in Columbus about a half an hour from here called Two Bits and it was a very much a family friendly I mean youth groups from church could, could we go had, there and we had fun. one Meridian yeah and it was and I remember they had sarsaparilla drinks in their little cafe and then they had the the games and so I was into like centipede and you know pac-man galaga all those kind of things i love gauntlet gauntlet was awesome that's so that's my thing and then when after that i really i was telling jake earlier i didn't really get into the role playing and you know we're out when you're a person of some sort or a character and trying to find something or kill somebody or whatever never got into that still you know i found ways to play centipede over the years even on pc using a dvd or a cd probably computer yeah. cd um, but did you have a Palm Pilot with okay. Tetris on it? Ah, that's right, didn't we? <laughs> but did you have a console? Did you ever buy a console? We had an Atari, uh, the earliest Atari, I'm sure. 2600. Across the street, I had a friend who had Pong. I remember playing Pong. I remember Pong as a standalone. TV, and then we had Atari. And after that, I didn't really have anything until a few years ago. I got one of those plug-in sort of Atari-looking things yeah. that has 100 games in it. But my kids have done it. We have a Wii set and a bunch of things, and I did a little bit with that. Uh, and my son, he plays. He's not a big gamer, but he's, he plays pretty regularly. And so I don't know what he's got now, but mm-hmm. we've had Xbox and we've had – I know we did a uh, what you call Black Friday, you know, purchase of an Xbox at one point, and he's got PlayStation or something. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know what he's got now. But <laughs> Well, I think maybe – And that is it. <laughs> that may be a good place to start. Let's talk about – let's talk about the platforms. Systems, yeah. And and so I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna talk a little bit and Jake Jake's gonna correct me and Jay's gonna take notes. So sure. Uh, so the 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 three big platforms correct, correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. are the the Nintendo Switch, mm-hmm. PlayStation Four right mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. and then uh, the Xbox. What what are we? What's the best thing on Xbox? Is it Xbox One? The Xbox right now the best thing you can get is the Xbox One X. Yeah. Uh, which is kind of just a pro version of the Xbox One. Uh, they kind of took a an Apple iPhone type 
approach this year playstation and xbox did where they've got the xbox one and then the xbox one x which is just a little bit better it can run 4k all that good stuff and then playstation there's the playstation 4 and then there's the playstation 4 pro yeah which similar thing can run 4k and do, it's got a 4k out yeah. and the playstations will well all right so let's look at each of the of the platforms <laughs> jay's got a question you got a no, question no oh, okay he looked like he had a question even though you can't see him i can't um so nintendo has always been to me maybe from a uh from a hardware standpoint the specs not as good right uh they were the last to hd output i believe <laughs> Um, and so the hardware is not as beefy as the other two platforms, but Nintendo has got Mario, it's got Final Fantasy, uh, or no, not Final Fantasy. Uh, what's the game you You're like? thinking of Legend of Zelda? Legend of Zelda, Final Fantasy is all the same. Uh, he's about to hit me. Uh, Legend of Zelda uh, and Pokemon. Right. And mm-hmm. so Nintendo's always seemed to be geared towards the younger player and more family-friendly, family right? Yeah. So Nintendo is definitely more family-friendly. Uh, in fact, uh, in in December, we had the Game Awards, which was, it's kind of a big celebration where we nominate games for everything. There's a family-friendly family category. It's all Nintendo. There's no other, no other platform has a game nominated in that section. So it's just Nintendo competing against itself in that. But um, it's the family-friendly one. Like you said, you know, as far as specs go, it's the lowest. You mentioned they're the last HD out. The Switch is the first one that has any any HD um, and it's only when it's docked, which for those that don't know anything about the Switch, the Switch is a handheld, but also a home console hybrid uh, where you can put it in a dock and it'll go on your TV like a normal console would. But you can also take it out of that dock and take it on the go like a handheld device. So, uh, But anyway, it's only HD, 1080 HD it, when it's in the dock. When it's out of the dock, it's actually 720 HD on, wow. on its little monitor. Wow. Um, it looks great. They optimize it very well. But yeah, the reason you get a Nintendo Switch is for the exclusives that um, only Nintendo does. And um, and the portability. And the, Yeah, well, with the Switch in particular, uh, they, they kind of changed the game a little bit with this idea of... No pun intended. Yeah, well, yeah. They... Uh, with the idea of having a dock where you can have a home console play on your TV, which is my preferred method of playing games. Uh, but then also you can take those same games and just take it out and take it on the go. And so there's a lot of games that um, are coming out that are older games that are yeah. coming back out on switch. And it's a whole different experience because you can play them on the go. So like games that are really, really long um, that you used to would take hours to play through and eventually would just kind of get tired of, uh, now, if you're on a plane for several hours, playing one of those longer games is so much easier on the Switch because you've just got so much time to kill already. And I, I will say Jake has done that before as we've flown on trips. Jake, in fact, in van trips of over an hour or more, Jake goes into his own Switch world. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> and we don't hear from Jake again. Yeah. So, All right, so that's the Nintendo side. So portability, family-friendly, great if you've got younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it's, so it's got a wide range. Yes, and I want to I interject real quick before we – well, do you want to just go through everything and then yeah. what I would suggest for you guys? Yeah, okay. yeah let's go through everything. Okay. So then the, the next up – is um is the playstation is, is the playstation so interesting note and you know this i'm looking i'm pointing at jake but but sony developed the playstation one for nintendo to be their what became gamecube mm-hmm. if i recall correctly was it game i think it was gamecube and so because it didn't have a it wasn't cartridge based 
and, and Nintendo rejected it. And Sony's like, we have this great system. We're going to market ourselves. We have it's PlayStation. And I remember when PlayStation came out, folks were like, Sony's doing a gaming system? What is that? And so PlayStation has, has blown up. PlayStation 4 is the current right now. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, they're, the PlayStation 5 has been announced for shipping in 2020? So the, it's been an interesting uh, end of the console generation. Um, Xbox is actually the only person that's really given a ton of announcements. Um, and, and like a lot of official statements, um, like we, we've seen the next Xbox and we know what it looks like. Don't jump forward. I know. I'm sorry. Well, I know what, and then we know what it does, but the PlayStation five, we only have specs that have been presented to us by, I want to say it's, um, uh, United, uh, I forget the game industry, like newspaper that, that Sony is giving exclusives on what it's going to do, the hardware specs, that sort of thing at, um, CES. CES, they announced the name, which is PS5, which no one was really surprised by, and they showed the logo. PS5. But, yeah, no, right? Yeah. But we haven't seen it yet. We don't know what it looks like. We don't have a date. Um, Xbox is coming out uh, in fall of 2020, so most people would assume November around that time, and we're assuming the PlayStation will come out shortly after or before around that time, so... So advantages of the PlayStation, good hardware, mm-hmm. can play Blu-rays. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Switch cannot play Blu-rays. There's no, no optical disc on the Switch the at all. The Switch does not have any sort of disc. It's all cartridge stuff. Yeah, so Nintendo has kept the, the cartridge thing. Mm-hmm. So the PlayStation, has, we're talking about the 4 because that's what's currently available. Mm-hmm. Great hardware. You can play Blu-rays, play DVDs. Mm-hmm. You've got a variety of, of, um, of app ecosystems. So you can throw Netflix on it. Mm-hmm. You can put uh, Amazon Prime Video on it. Mm-hmm. So it can be a... a uh, an app hub as well mm-hmm. and so and um so the um uh the advantage of the playstation you've got a wide range of games you can go from kid-friendly games all the way up to first-person shooters mm-hmm. pretty mature advanced stuff correct yeah yeah the kind of the my personal favorite systems are the switch and the ps4 uh, or the place playstation and sony are kind of who i uh, usually go with um, because of two the same thing for both exclusives. So n- there's games on Nintendo that you can only play on Nintendo, and there's games on the PlayStation that you can only play on the PlayStation. Uh, and typically, and it's the same way for Xbox. There are some games that you can only play on the Xbox, but typically the better ones are on PS uh, on the PlayStation ecosystem. But like you said, there's a wide variety of games. There there are third party games. What is what we call games that kind of go to every system. Sure. Um, PlayStation has almost all third party games are coming to PlayStation. Um, it's a great ecosystem. Like you said, uh, they have a service called PSN uh, PlayStation Network, mm-hmm. which allows you to download games. So you can you can forget discs entirely and just download everything to your system or store it in your cloud and just download the ones that you're playing currently and then delete it off your system when you're done. Um, you also through that service get a free game every month and you can play online games through that service. So um, it's really, really nice and neat. Uh, but the, the reason you get a PlayStation is for PlayStation exclusives that are, are not going to be anywhere else. So, so you've got the, the PlayStation platform. Mm-hmm. Then the third biggie is the Xbox. Right. And Xbox is owned by Microsoft. Mm-hmm. And uh, used to be that, I mean, Xbox was the, 
the hardware was great. Mm-hmm. You know, it's almost like a PC mm-hmm. uh, hardware type of system put into a console. Mm-hmm. And then, um, you know, Halo was a big game as I was kind of getting out of gaming, and Halo is still fairly big. Mm-hmm. And if I recall correctly, Microsoft bought the developer Bungie to absorb Halo and made Halo Xbox only. Mm-hmm. And then they spun Bungie off. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's uh, so it. it Halo was one of like one of the core games that like if you loved Halo you could only play it on Xbox and you still can only play it on Xbox. Um, but uh, they haven't had a Halo game in a couple years. Yeah. And so one of the big selling points for the new Xbox system is they're going to have the newest Halo game called Halo Infinite. Um, and like you said, it, it was Bungie who created that, uh, and they're just a video game developer. They've spun off and are actually their own. They're they're not owned by anybody at this point. They were owned by Activision for a while, but they've now broken off from them even. But their big game now is Destiny, uh, and they're actually on Destiny 2. And it's just a big open world, uh, what we call a looter shooter, uh, where you're. It's, it's almost like an MMO, like a massive multiplayer online game. Uh, anyway... Uh, there's an industry called 343 Industries this is who's doing this new Halo Infinite game. So a lot of people who loved Halo are excited for the new Xbox, whatever. Um, but anyway, the, the thing about Xbox, they have been struggling this this past generation of, of games. So like the Xbox One and Xbox One X, um, they have been losing numbers and losing sales um, because they just haven't had that many exclusive games that no one else can have. Um, I bought an Xbox One for a game called Scalebound, where you could you had this big giant dragon that you could customize and ride and fly around and do stuff, and it was going to be online with you know friends. So I, and it was going to be where you know your friends' dragons would look different than yours because you can customize what they can do and yada yada yada. I was really excited for that game, but then that that whole game got canceled. Uh, so they've just they've just been losing exclusives, and um, talking about getting to the next console generation, the, the the newest Xbox, which is called Xbox Series X. Their naming structure is just kind of confusing, but uh, they have been built. They've basically been acquiring studios, gaming studios, to create exclusives for this next console generation. So um, it's very interesting. But like you said, they they typically have the better specs. PlayStation is pretty close behind them on that, but I think in general most people would say Xbox has a better um, specs and such. But they are very much trying to push their stuff to be as close to a PC as possible. And they're definitely trying to make PC and Xbox One players kind of more united. Um, I have a friend who he doesn't have an Xbox, but he does have a PC, and so he's playing all the Xbox games through his PC um, and just using that ecosystem there. Um, The big selling point that Xbox has right now is this thing called Xbox Game Pass. And what that is, is, and PlayStation has something similar to this called PlayStation Now, um, but it's not nearly as expansive. Xbox Game Pass is a subscription that you have that's almost like the Netflix of gaming where there's all sorts of games that are in that library. Uh, but the unique thing that Xbox is doing is any exclusives that they have that they release immediately go to that pass. Hmm. Um, so if you subscribe to that, which it's really, really cheap, like it's uh, there's there's typically a deal for like a five dollar subscription for the first three months. And then I think it's like 15 or 20 dollars a month from there on out. 
Um, and when, you know, when there's a bunch of exclusives you want to play, having that is the best way to do it because you can just keep that subscription until you're done with the games. And, you know, a game costs $60 or so. So you just do three months of that to play the games that you want to play. You've only paid $30 to play three different games that would have cost you 60 So it's, it's the best deal in gaming right now, period. Um, there's a lot of games on there. Like I said, their exclusives are coming straight to that. So that's something that is, is making a lot of people kind of shift towards like, okay, if play, I, I even, and, and I'm just a super Sony fanboy, if Sony doesn't do something to kind of match this, I may be tempted to move over and, and, and join Xbox just for that system alone. But wow. anyway. So let, let's get to the recommendation portion. Mm-hmm. If Jay wanted to run out and buy a video game system, what would you recommend and what games would you recommend? So again, I, I'm a big Nintendo fan. So uh, the Switch is something that I, I think would be good for anybody who wants to get back into gaming strictly because of the convenience of having the switch with you all the time. Um, you know, Jay and I, before we started, we're just saying like, man, if only I had an extra day of the week, you know, <laughs> that I could actually do some other things that I wanted to do. Um, when you can bring the switch with you, suddenly a two hour car ride where you're not the one driving, yeah. you, you have two hours to play a game, uh, or, you know, as opposed rides, to talking to your wife, you know, or whatever, you know, <laughs> you know whatever's going to happen. Uh, you know, you, you just have a lot more opportunities and find a lot more opportunities to have a little video game session. Um, on top of, I know Robbie, for you, you, you were talking about how you did play some uh, Nintendo 64 games back in the day. You mentioned Banjo-Kazooie. Uh, the people who made Banjo-Kazooie um, kind of got bought out and have traded hands a couple times. And uh, some of the same create like developers, like the, the people behind that mm-hmm. name, have broken off and created a new studio, and they actually have something called uh, uh, y- Ukulele is the name, so similar to Banjo-Kazooie, uh, but it's basically the love child of Banjo-Kazooie, so um, that's something that's available on the Switch. It's also available on PlayStation and, and uh, Xbox as well, but I, I, you know, it's one of the fun things to do on Switch because it, it was first came to Nintendo. So, um, But the Nintendo also is kind of a great hub for indie games, which I think you would like, Jay. Um, since you kind of have smaller, not necessarily role-playing experiences right. that you, you enjoyed. Um, but uh, that would be a good place to jump in there because there's just all sorts of fun indie games. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys like any like strategy-type games, uh, but there's a great game called Wargroove where you're, you know, uh, you're in control of a small army with units and you're kind of... Uh, strat- strategically moving around. It's like, like, is that like Risk, the board game Risk? Kind of, yeah, a little bit. So um, there's stuff like that you would enjoy. But there's a lot of indie games that are just smaller titles that are shorter, um, have kind of a repetitive uh, game style that I think you would probably mm-hmm. enjoy playing. Um, so, so Switch is your recommendation? I think Switch would be my number one recommendation. My number two recommendation would probably be a xbox or a using a pc and using xpad uh, games games game ugh, gosh xbox game pass uh just because there's a huge library of games that you can pay that subscription fee and then you can just kind of go crazy and and try whatever you want so to uh, be clear for for novices like me you'd have to have a pc to do that and not like not like a mac Right, a Mac wouldn't work Would on not that. Work. Yeah. Mac. So okay, so let's let's ask this quick question. If I have a Mac and don't want to buy another computer and I'm interested in this, what are what games are available 
or what system mm-hmm. that I would be able to so, use my Mac for. So the Mac, depends on what Mac you've got. The Mac is probably, from a technical standpoint, is probably closer to a Nintendo Switch in capabilities for gaming. There's just not a lot of game. There, there's I not a lot. that's of, not really why people buy a Mac. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, you, you would almost, I mean, what are you going to say? Well, I was yeah. just going to say, you know, Steam is yeah. the main platform right now to get um, PC or uh, Mac games. Steam Steam is a a, a marketplace. Yeah. Uh, which is it? Id who has Steam? Uh, Valve. Valve. Yeah, that's right. Um, and uh, and there's also the Epic Game Store, which you know about Fortnite. And uh, Epic is the developer <laughs> from the last Fortnite. time you were yeah, on here. Last with me. time I was on here, um, they have created their storefront in it to kind of compete with Steam. Uh, but really, their whole reason for competing is they want to get developers more money for using those storefronts and that's a whole nother that's a whole nother topic to go into but um those both you can download to a, a mac but not all games are optimized and can be used on a mac okay um so there's a lot of games that i'll see that are coming on uh, uh to steam or to the epic game store and i'll look and check and it nine times out of ten they they won't work on a on a mac um so you might get lucky with a couple of those but if you if you want to stay more simple, I think Apple Arcade would also be a good suggestion, uh, okay. particularly for Is you. That the Jay. new service. That That's just, the new service. Okay. It's I think five dollars a month or something like that. But uh, you subscribe to that service and you have I think right now they've got over a hundred games on there. But again, similar to what I was saying earlier, they're smaller, just kind of repetitive, not necessarily role playing games. Um, but you should look into like um, trying to think of based on what you and I were talking about. One of the one of the best ones on there right now is this game called Grindstone, mm-hmm. uh, and it's very it has the gameplay of like a bejeweled type thing where you're match three to kind of destroy cards or whatever. But uh, your character is this like Viking guy, and he's and what you're connecting is colored enemies, and he goes and like slashes through. Uh, the enemies and you're trying to collect different things and um, I just tried it out and it was very addicting and I, I really enjoyed it so I don't know that might be something you would be interested in but there's a lot of just smaller simple like not simple but you know Galaga type games gotcha. you can you can get through and do those so but. if I wanted a service that sent me uh, CDs in the mail <laughs> yeah there, no. which is there one for that well there is there is a <laughs> there service used to be. there's a service called Gamefly that's it. Uh, oh yeah, that's, that's it. Right. I don't know if they're still around, um, but that they were where you could mail. It would be a, it, was it, same, it was a yeah. lot like Netflix yeah, when yeah. Netflix first started, where they'd mail you a disc. Because Jay likes getting obsolete media in the mail. I, mean, I like getting mail. Yeah, I do too. But. I think at one point they were trying to do something digitally where you could like temporarily download the games, but I don't know if they ever figured that out or not. So I don't know if GameFly is still around. I remember that. that. That would be my thing. So you wouldn't recommend a PS, a PlayStation? So, so to get to the PS4, I think if you are real serious about it, some of the best games you could play are, are on that one. So one game, like if we want to talk about games, I would recommend uh, one of the games I wanted to recommend to both of you was the Spider-Man on PS4. Yeah. Um, just because I know, well, uh, Robbie, I know at least you like Marvel stuff. Oh, Jay, yeah, you yeah, like yeah. Marvel stuff oh, as well. Yeah. Uh, it's one of the best Spider-Man stories yeah. uh, out there. So if you like just to see a Spider-Man story, it's great. But on top of that, just the gameplay makes you feel like you're Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, they, yeah. they start you off swinging through New York City. And it's just an adrenaline rush, uh, and it, it's something that doesn't die down. Like it is so much fun. 
I found myself just swinging for hours in the game, not not even like accomplishing anything, just kind of traversing. Uh, and even and, and really the reason I recommend it is people who don't play games like my wife tried doing it for a little bit. And, and that's the part she loves is just swinging around. So I think, you know, it being Spider-Man, that's a that's a good enough pull to get you in uh, just content wise. But then the gameplay uh, is is going to be a lot of fun, and you could play it on easy so that the fights aren't quite as hard. They're they're pretty intuitive once you get are, into. Are it, you but... saying we could not handle anything other than no easy no, no, no 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 no? I've no. killed my share of bosses. <laughs> so well, uh, so uh, obviously the like we said a minute ago, the Switch has no optical disc. It's cartridge based. Mm-hmm. A PlayStation uh, has got an optical disc, and it does. Uh, Xbox have an optical? Or yes. Is it... so- uh, so Xbox and PlayStation both take d- uh, discs, uh, and then the Switch is a cartridge. But all of those platforms can download games. Yeah. So I was, as I hit the mics, I was going to ask you the next thing. So DLC downloadable contents become a big deal. Mm-hmm. You can still go to GameStop and buy a physical game. Yes. You can go to GameStop and buy a code for downloadable content. Yeah. Um, so, and and Games GameStop is kind of a sad story. They're just falling slower and slower out of out of business. I'm honestly I'm waiting for the one in our town to announce that they're closing down so I can go is in and buy like a the, bunch of the stuff. The blockbuster of the gaming world. Pretty much, yeah. And ever since downloadable games have kind of become more prevalent, and even even before then, Amazon was kind of hurting their sales because Amazon was doing a lot. Amazon owns Twitch, so um, they were doing a lot to kind of entice gamers to get their games through them. Um, so GameSpot has, or GameStop has been suffering a lot. So they've started to move into more physical, like, uh, nerd stuff. So like they sell t-shirts, they bought, um, they're like a a PG version of Spencer gifts. Okay. (laughs) For those in the audience who remember Spencer's gifts. Yeah. um, I'm trying to think of the company, uh, think geek, I think is what it was. They they they, bought, they bought think geek. And so they've got like Funko pops and then they got nerd. They shut down think geek. Yeah. So, so they're just, they're kind of, they're slowly dying away and they're, they're trying to remodel themselves as a hub for people who like games and stuff. Right. like a more of a community area. Like, I honestly think they could kind of should, should kind of shift more towards an arcade style yeah. where like, this is a place to come play and try games. Right, yeah. Uh, and you know, maybe, maybe have it where you got to like pay quarters to play an hour or something. <laughs> I don't know. But like that would be a better system for them. But anyway, yeah, you you can get downloadable stuff from. So the advantage stuff. of a downloadable game is instantaneous. Mm-hmm. Is it any cheaper to get a downloadable game versus a physical copy? In some cases, yes. Um, like PlayStation, uh, every couple, usually every month, there's some sort of sale that's going on on the PlayStation Network store um, that you can get discounts and stuff. And as I mentioned before, there's the PlayStation Network subscription service that you have with that system. And that's just so you can play online games. And yeah. I mentioned you get like two free games a month through that service. But also, whenever there's a sale, there's typically like a non-member price and then a uh, sure. PSN price that's usually 10 or 15% lower. I'm curious. I, you see this, and I've never done it, but as far as virtual reality, I mean, oh, yeah. any of these? That's so, a whole other episode. I figured that, but I'm, are all of these platforms if, set up for that? If you want to get into into VR. He's pointing game, at Jay. I'm pointing at Jay. Jay, yeah. if you want to get into, into VR, PlayStation would be the easiest thing to do. Uh, well, I say that. Uh, the only other option would maybe be the Oculus Quest. Um, the Oculus Quest is great because it has no wires. It's all in the headset, and you huh. don't have to hook anything up. 
and they drill into your brain. Oh, cool. <laughs> the the problem with it is it's not as powerful as like the Oculus Rift, which is like their main headset, which but it plugs into a PC, so you'd have to have a PC to okay. make that run better. PlayStation is the easiest one to get in. It's the cheapest, um, and most most of the games that are like that people talk about, like oh man, you you got to play this in VR. Um, Beat Saber is one of those. There's a game called Super Hot. Those would okay. be the ones I'd tell you to look into. Well, we probably could talk about that longer. Yeah. I just wanted to kind of get an idea. And we're here at the end. We're going to have to have Jake back soon to give us specific game recommendations. So to recap, Switch is what you're saying first for us. I would say Switch or uh, or the Xbox if you're just looking for a wide variety of things to get into. Um, but if you're looking for some of the, what I think some of the best games are, are exclusives on PlayStation, like Spider-Man and PS4, God of War, uh, Last of Us is another great game. Um, not so, to be confused with This Is Us not on to be NBC. With that. Yeah, no. so that would be the sequel. Last of Us would be the sequel to This Is Us, maybe? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Anyway, Jack, thanks for coming on. We Absolutely. need to get you in soon. We need to. We didn't even talk about PC versus you know PC game offerings or portable game offerings on iOS or Android or anything. And that was another thing my kids had some of those handheld and the little football Coleco games that we could. Yeah, we'll save that. For yeah, another day. we'll do that. <laughs> so, well, thanks guys for joining us. We appreciate all your support. Uh, hope you're having a great 2020 so far, and we'll see you next time.